Welcome to this week's End of Days Update coming to you from Tulsa, Oklahoma. We had such a great time up in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. We were at Victory Church. The crowds were great. So hungry for the coming of the Lord. Hey, if you're anywhere near Alabama this weekend, we'll be in Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, Saturday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night, we'll have a great time getting into the Word. Gosh, that's the church that I first preached in in 1986. Uh, good to see people continuing to do the will of God. So we're coming to you every week as we talk about to see the things that point to the coming of the Lord, specifically the gathering of nations for the Ezekiel 38 war, because the rapture is signless, but the second coming has tons of signs. So our new book, I think it's 75, 76 some odd signs. So uh, it's amazing. It's so blatant and so uh, clear. Why did the Lord go to so much trouble to put so many verses in there so we would know what it's going to look like? And that's what he said. When you see these things come to pass, lift up your heads. Your redemption is drawing nigh. So the thought pattern about the coming of the Lord is to uh, not be sad, but to lift your heads up. So you could be downtrodden when all the signs are happening about the coming of the Lord. He wants you excited. So everything we get into about this is about a hustle theology, not an escape theology. And really it's about great joy produces great strength. You see the finish line. It makes you excited. Excited, you get joyful. So all these things are to show us what the finish line looks like. So let's pick up with what's happened around Israel. Some some uh, pretty wild stuff happened this last Friday. Israel bombed the uh, Damascus airport again in Syria. And uh, why? There was a huge cache of missiles there. The missiles were brought down from Iran into Syria because they're, they're retrofitting them with better uh, uh, guidance systems so they can fire exactly where they want to fire in Israel. Which is kind of wild. And then you know what? The next night, Israel went into uh, Syria again. So that's two days in a row that they had to uh, strike into Syria. So Syria is freaking out. Remember how Russia threatened Israel? You can't come into Syria anymore and fire missiles. And, and Israel's like, well, you, there's no one controlling your nuclear accord, so we're having to stop you. So you had Revolutionary Guard troops got killed in both of those places. But remember I said last week, uh, uh, Gantz, the defense minister, said we got places all over Syria that are building missiles. He came out yesterday and pointed out each of the cities that have a, an Iranian base, 10 different cities that are building missiles. They're, they're, not, they're not building uh, uh, tacos. They're building missiles to annihilate Israel. So uh, it's weird how no one says a word about this. So it's okay for Iran to keep hauling missiles down in on the parking on the shore of Israel. There's only been a couple of countries that even said you can't do that. America finally came out and said to Hezbollah on the northern part of Israel, you keep pushing this armament right down the border. Uh, that's not right. So wow, you have airstrikes in, 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 uh, in, in Syria just like that with Israel doing it. Now, a lot of people have kind of been freaking out because you got Iran doing these dr- drills with their drones. Because remember, Russia's using Iranian drones now. So there's a, a whole big thing about that. How how can we stop all of these kamikaze drones? But Israel has a way to do it with all the, uh, the technology that they have. So a lot of things happening there. You had the, the King of Jordan meeting with Emmanuel Macron. You know what it was about? The Temple Mount. You, you had a certain amount of people that were in the Temple Mount this year. And it was hardly any, maybe like 50,000, they said. And things are literally getting ready to uptick because you had uh, five red heifers that were flown into Israel this last week that are flawless. I talked about the, the little worm that secretes the uh, enzyme that turns red. And after three days, it turns white. 
Though your sins be scarlet, they be white as snow. So they had that enzyme ready for the red heifers. They had the oil of anointing ready for the Messiah. All these groups are getting ready. Because remember Jesus said, you can tell what the weather's going to be, but you don't know your hour of visitation. So he wants us to know. And man, this is all happening. I'd said it last week. They're setting up a railway system from Tel Aviv to the old city of Jerusalem to get you right to the third temple. They called it the third temple. So they're getting ready to build the third temple. And it's just exciting. So you had earthquakes in Mexico, earthquakes in Taiwan. Uh, you got earthquakes happening all over the place. You had a solar flare this last week that put out the radios in the Middle East and in Northern Africa. And this one kind of freaks me out. We talked about NASA, how they're working toward diverting an asteroid. This week, they're flying an absolute uh, vessel into one of the asteroids that are circling the bigger asteroid to see if they can divert its course a little bit. So why is that a big deal? That's huge because they know that's coming. And then in the the, the uh, desert of Israel, in the Negev Desert, listen, you have a gathering of military leaders from all over the world, nation after nation, coming to Israel anticipating World War III. How can they communicate when, when war breaks out? Their whole thing is about what can we do collectively together because they know this is getting ready to happen. So Man, the alliances that are happening, you got Turkey saying they're coming into Cyprus. You got, you got Hezbollah telling Israel they can't get oil in the edge of the Mediterranean Sea. Uh, so there's one event after another event after another event with the players. What intrigues me about the whole thing is the players for the Ezekiel 38 war are all taking their places flawlessly. And then you had nations that are Muslim that are coming to make peace even with Israel this week, Indonesia and, and a couple of others. I'm like, the things that are, so you have the, the Abraham Accords working simultaneously with those other nations that are going to attack Israel, literally taking their positions right now. So what does that tell us? Jesus is just about to come. We're about to see the king. How wild is this? So we always go back to the word, though. How can we, what can we focus in on the word to know where we are? Number one, Israel made a nation. Number two, Jerusalem went back. After that, you get the Hebrew language restored. You got the Ethiopian Jews brought back. You got the fertility of the land of Israel. You got the revival of the Roman Empire. You got foxes on the Temple Mount, fish in the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea turned blood red this last year where Sodom and Gomorrah were on the Day of Atonement. You have the ritual baths around the Temple Mount fill up with water, first time in 2,000 years. You've got uh, the Temple Mount Institute ready to have sacrifices. I mean, we talked about the red heifers earlier, but that whole institute, man, they've got everything set to do this. It's just amazing to see how all these groups are getting in position. So but they got arrested the year before this last year. They didn't get arrested for having a sacrifice up on the Temple Mount. So event after event after event, you have the, the arch built for in Palmyra for Baal worship. Uh, the Russians did that just a few months ago. And the Talmud said that's the last thing you'll see before the Messiah comes. So they're anticipating the Messiah coming right now. So absolutely amazing. So there's many more signs, 172 different species of predatory birds. I mean, they're in position. You have the, the cleanup crew there for the land. You have men will be lovers themselves. We have selfie sticks. So, so it's, it's literally in our face. I remember we were preaching in Effingham and there was a man we'd rented out the building's uh, sound system to kind of a secular company. And I taught the signs that morning. That man came up to me afterwards. He said, if all you're saying is true, we should be going from housetop to housetop saying Jesus is just about to come. Mm -hmm. I said, well, they're not just true. They've already all happened. <laughs> so uh, we're blessed. We're privileged. So then you go from signs to signals. You had blood red moons on Passover and Tabernacles. When do you? Ha when's the last time you had four in a row on Passover and Tabernacles? 
1948 when Israel was made a nation, 1967 when Jerusalem was won back, 1492 at the Edict of Expulsion when the Jews were kicked out of Spain. Wow. And God raised up Columbus to sail the ocean blue in 1492. What did he do? He found a nation called America to be a safe harbor for the Jews. So we are so privileged to watch piece by piece, part by part, come together. There's many more. You have the Bethlehem star. That one just amazes me. Jupiter, Regulus, and Venus. Jupiter, king planet. Regulus, a king planet. And you had Regulus do retrograde motion, formed a crown over Jupiter at the birth of Jesus. Wow. What was the constellation Virgo? This last year, NBC Nightly News have a, a, a celestial event. What was the constellation? It was the Bethlehem star. The constellation was Leo. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. Wow. So this is it. What do we do? We help our local church, help our local pastor. We're engaged. We, we don't fit church into our life. It is our life. I'm in awe of so many people not getting fed. I mean, I, people are very big about feeding their natural body, but when it comes to their spirit, uh, if you faint in the day of adversity, your spirit is weak. So that's what Proverbs 27 says. I like the one quote, you can tell the caliber of a person about the amount of opposition it takes to discourage him. So the word and hearing the word and hearing the word produces great strength. And when we talk about the coming of the Lord, the thought pattern he's looking for in the church is steadfastness. Every verse about the rapture, that's what the Bible says. Be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work. Always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. So he's looking for us to be in position because we're about to see him. How, how wild that all of a sudden we're going to be caught up. This mortal is going to put on immortality. The stain of Adam is going to be taken off of us. And we're going to be in the presence of the Lord forever. Paul said, comfort one another with these words. We're very, very, very close to the rapture of the church. So let's be all in. Let's go for it. We're about to see the king face to face. Colleen and I want to thank you for your support. Thank you for your prayers. We're trying to get the message out as much as we can in so many different areas. Uh, great ways coming soon. I want to do a documentary. I want to do a bunch of other stuff. Uh, but we'll, we'll get the message out as much as we can. So have a blessed, awesome week, and we'll see you next Wednesday. Thanks for joining us today at the End of Days Update. If you'd like to be notified every time there's a new post, just go to the edu at josephmorris.com and subscribe to receive email alerts. If these posts and updates have been a blessing to you, please consider making a one-time donation to help get the message out or even becoming a monthly partner with Joseph Morris Ministries. Thanks again for tuning in to the EDU, and we'll see you next week.